Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used or just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. Uh, my guest today is Silvio Tavares, the CEO of Cardlinks. Silvio, how are you? I'm doing great, Richard. How are you? Good. Yeah, for listeners, Silvio is basking in the uh, San Francisco warmth at 70 degrees, and he's having a great day, so this will make for a good interview. <laughs> All right, so Silvio, uh, first question, always a basic one. Tell me about Cardlinks. What do you guys do? Well, uh, Cardlinks is the leading association for payments companies, digital advertisers, and merchants. And we focus on a very simple proposition. How do we drive better collaboration and innovation among those uh, three sectors? You know, historically, when it comes to trade associations, they focus on one industry. Let's say they serve banks. They have all the big banks working together. Or they serve uh, merchants. They have all the big merchants together. We're different. We're different in that we actually bring together all of the key industries that have to work together for commerce. Uh, that includes the leading digital publishers, companies like Facebook and Microsoft, our members, um, the leading payment networks, MasterCard, Discover, um, our members, and then also many of the leading banks like Bank of America, Capital One, as well as merchants like Hilton, um, Airbnb, um, Chevron. Uh, the reason why we came into existence was to uh, enable those companies to work together because historically they've been very separate, but as a result of technology and the way consumers shop, they need all of those different pieces to work together much more seamlessly to be able to exchange data seamlessly, um, to you know have payments go across those platforms more seamlessly. And that's the purpose of our association. We drive collaboration and interoperability for seamless commerce. Where are the bottlenecks on the uh, customer side? What are the problems that they see? And then what about on the uh, merchant side? You know, the biggest problem for a consumer right now is like when you think about the way you used to shop when you were a kid, you'd go with mom or dad and you'd go down to like the main street or the mall. And that's how you'd find the goods and services that you're going to buy. You'd look inside the windows or step inside the store. You'd see what's on sale, purchase that. Well, fast forward to today, that doesn't really happen much anymore. Most of us start our shopping journey online through a mobile device, a mobile phone, or maybe a laptop. We check out what are the prices for the things we want to buy, where are they being sold online or in store, and then um, and then we purchase them that way. Um, the problem, though, is that even though we start our shopping journey online, 90% of the time, 9 out of 10 purchases are still done in a physical store. 
And so there's a big disconnect between all that information that we have online and then what we actually do physically in the store. Um, an example of that is, you know, if you buy something online uh, or you identify good online, you know, when you go into the store, you still have to, you know, ask somebody, where is it on the shelf? You know, how do I find it? I, fi- I found this thing online. Sometimes the price is different than what you saw online. And so that's a big disconnect. Um, and so a big part of what we focus on is the on-ramp to commerce being digital and um, the physical fulfillment of those are, are disconnected. And so uh, we connect the online to the offline. And the good news is there are a variety of ways to do that. Uh, the biggest one is obviously our mobile phone. Um, and so a technology that we have really championed is something called card-linked offers. Um, and that's where a consumer um, discover goods and services um, through a mobile app. They're able to basically link that uh, offer, ad, or coupon um, to their payment card that they're going to use to pay in the store. And then they just walk in the store, they swipe that card, and voila, in real time, they're getting a discount, a loyalty benefit, and it all happens without having to use a paper coupon, a promo code, or a secondary loyalty card. So card linking is growing really, really dramatically, and it solves one of those key pain points, which is the disconnect between online and offline. Yeah, I, it, from hearing you talk, it sounds like there's other ways that stores can be integrated. You know, yeah, it's true. I go into stores and they go, oh, go to our website, as if it's like some other world that they have nothing to do with. Yeah. And the website says, oh, you got to go in the store. Again, same thing. Like, even if you look at a big company, let's say Verizon, the stores may not have what's online. You know, if you call on the phone, you'll get different inventory than the stores have. And seems like there's a lot of disconnects. So how the one way, I guess, is this card. So loyalty programs are easy and you don't have to cut coupons or do things like that. What are some other integrations you see as crucial? Like what, what's your ideally, what's your ideal integrated completely store with online and offline? What will it look like? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so the, the way to answer that question is to think about the ways merchants deliver goods and services to consumers. And there's really only two ways, right? They either deliver it to you from an online order or you walk into a store and purchase it. And um, the reality, though, is that all the different ways in which we discover goods and services online has multiplied. There's a lot more than two ways to do it, right? You you find things through your uh, mobile phone. You find them through your desktop. Um, there are lots of companies now, like Samsung, which is one of our members. They have a watch, and you can actually discover goods and services on your on your watch. Um, some of the big car manufacturers, like BMW, they they're embedding um, the ability to buy things in the console of their car. Um, so the reality is, there are forecast to be by the ne- in the next twenty years fifty billion internet connected devices. Fifty billion, and just to put that in context, today there are only about 7.5 billion mobile phones. So we're going to see a huge growth in internet connected devices. But the key point is every one of those devices is a platform for commerce, right? It's a, it's a way which you can discover goods and services. Um, so to answer your question specifically, there are going to be a lot of different ways. And ideally, um, what you would have is every one of those devices would be able to seamlessly know what the things you've purchased in the past are. 
um, and then enable you to order those things and have them delivered exactly the way you want, maybe in an hour to your doorstep, or um, you know, you're driving to pick up your your uh, kids from school and. It, it automatically tells you where to stop to pick up the goods and services that you had ordered an hour before on your on your car's console. That's the vision of commerce, where it's just seamless um, and convenient, and it's all um, data-driven. Now, it turns out that when you create uh, data pipes, uh, linkages that can connect those all those online internet-connected devices and the merchant, you can actually start to make that a reality. And a lot of companies are focusing on that, um, creating those data pipes. So, for example, just a couple of weeks ago, we saw uh, Walmart and Google, who you know historically have been frenemies. Um, they all decide all of a sudden decided to collaborate and work together. So basically, what that service enables you to do is uh, talk to your Google Home device, and it, it, it pulls up all your past transactions that you've made at Walmart, and then you can, uh, the, the, the Google Home speaker just asks you, do you want to reorder um, this item? Maybe it's toothpaste. You're out of toothpaste. It says, well, the last time you actually ordered uh, Crest toothpaste. Do you want to order that again from from Walmart? And um, you say yes, and then that's seamlessly delivered to your home or seamlessly delivered to the closest Walmart to you. That's the way commerce is going to work, but it requires this interconnection of data, um, and that's one of the key solutions that we deliver as an association. The standards, the way in which that data should be um, uh uh, transmitted, and also um, we actually enable the companies to work together to deliver those products to the marketplace. Yeah, it seems like Amazon may be one of the uh, the big companies that you know goes in this direction because now they own Whole Foods. Um, you know, eventually Barnes and Noble may crumble. I mean, like here's my experience at Barnes and Noble. You know, they email you paper coupons. You got to print them out and bring them in. And sometimes you have this card for discount. Sometimes not. And if if there's a book that's not there. Well, oh, we can go online and order it for you, but it's you know it's a pain. But Amazon, for instance, has a chance to integrate because if you go into an Amazon bookstore, for instance, they can either print the book for you right there, or you can go and order it off the same place off Amazon, and they can ship it to you. So by the time you get home, it's there, or the next day at least. And same thing with groceries. So I see that. I guess yeah, there's an opportunity for retailers to do this. They just have to do it. You know, they just need the help. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, Amazon is one of the companies that's really gotten this right historically. It took them a while to figure it out, but they've really uh, been able to leverage data in a way that few other companies have. Um, and, and they've done exactly what we've been describing, right? They've connected all those online devices, the Kindles, the laptops, and then they've actually connected that to what have you spent on in the past and added onto that a really seamless delivery experience through Amazon Prime and now through the Whole Foods store. So they've connected the, the data from the online devices to the payments to the um, delivery um, uh, offline. And so it's a very, very powerful uh, platform. Now, historically, they focused on e-commerce. And today in the U.S., Amazon really dominates e-commerce. Amazon represents 50% of all total e-commerce transactions in the U.S., which is an amazing number. But it turns out that e-commerce is a pretty small slice of overall consumer spending. Um, government uh, reports it's only about 10% of total spending in the U.S., 
So for Amazon to grow into the next stage, they have to go to that 90% of commerce that is in store. And that's the reason, one of the big reasons they acquired our member company, Whole Foods uh, Market. Uh, But that also means that the companies that have in-store businesses, the large bricks and mortar merchants like Walmart, et cetera, those companies now have to be much more effective and use data um, in the same way. And that's why you see them forming partnerships with companies online that can give them really good real-time data on what consumers are doing and what they're interested in. Um, Now, that is pretty interesting, but what is even more interesting is what comes next uh, because if you think about what's coming up next, it's these applications of data in an artificial intelligence context. So merchants using your historical data to all of a sudden predict what you're going to buy in the future. Um, so maybe you set your um, your uh, wallet on autopilot um, instead of your car on autopilot. And what I might, what I mean by that is. of what you're going to spend on in the future is just a a duplicate of what you've spent on in the past. So if a merchant has access to, hey, what kind of food does Silvio like to eat? Um, What kind of milk does Silvio like to order? Where does Silvio like to fill up his car with gas? All of a sudden, you can look at that data and predict and deliver those services uh, in advance. And so... um, applications of artificial intelligence in commerce are going to be the next big thing. And you start thinking about what that means, and it's pre- it's pretty mind-blowing, right? It's, uh, you know, goods being delivered to your door before you even knew uh, you need them. Um, you know, uh, discounts on the things that you repeat purchase, like gas and milk and bread, um, before you even um, before you even thought you uh, needed as presented to you in, in context. So that's really the next big thing, and it's very, very exciting. In fact, we just did a conference on this topic uh, in Chicago earlier in this week, and some of the ideas that were presented were really, really um, amazing and are going to fundamentally change the way we shop. So what's on your um, your roadmap for the next year, and what, what are some of the first innovations you think that customers are going to see? Well, um, the biggest one is one that is m- many people are familiar with, and that's um, artificial intelligence virtual assistance. Uh, so the, the way this works is you um, order your goods and services by speaking to an AI assistant or a commerce bot instead of having to go online and type something in. Um, and so a, n- a number of companies have already rolled these out. So for example, Facebook has opened up a, a commerce bot platform and MasterCard, one of our members, has launched a platform um, that enables you to do that. And, and basically, the the MasterCard, MasterPass bot has access to some of the other information on your cell phone that you've given it permission to. So for example, in my case, it was my wedding anniversary this, year, this week. It saw that uh, I had marked that in my calendar. Um, it could also look back last year at the gift that I got for my wife, and it was able to suggest another gift. And it basically talks to me and says, it's your wedding anniversary coming up tomorrow. Would you like to order those uh, similar flowers to what you got for your wife uh, last year? And all I have to do is say yes, and it goes out and purchases it. So that's going to be a really big innovation in AI and commerce bots, um, the ability to uh, basically speak in order to enable um, commerce. 
Um, we're seeing uh, applications of that in a variety of different uh, uh, di- disciplines and, and platforms. Um, another big thing is going to be contextual offers. So if you think about the typical way you get a coupon um, or uh, you know you see advertising online, a lot of that stuff is not personalized. Um, and so what we're going to see in the next year are uh, companies that understand your current geolocation um, and they understand what you like to buy in the past and it's going to present to you an offer just at the right time personalized for you. An example of this is I'm based in San Francisco, but I travel a lot. And so if I open up my Bank of America, uh, Bank Ameridials app, um, and Bank of America has a platform with over 32 million consumers using it. But, you know, I'm, I'm traveling away from San Francisco. I'm in New York. I open up my app. It knows I'm in New York. It knows that normally when I'm in New York, I like to go out for dinner. And it says to me as I open up the app, Silvio, you're in New York today on a business trip. We have an offer for a fancy restaurant near your hotel. Would you like me to book a table and give you give you a 10% discount? And all I have to do is say yes. So these types of virtual assistance, but also contextual offers, right offer at the right place, personalized for me, are going to be the next big thing. And in fact, uh, Bank of America has actually already announced um, Bank of America Deals is going to be working with their Erica virtual assistant, um, and they're going to be rolling that out in 2018. So those are um, two big areas that we're going to see lots of new products on. And um, the Cardlinks Association is really focused on enabling standards and interoperability for those types of new products. So they work really, really seamlessly for consumers. So it's really exciting what we're um, about to about to see in the marketplace. Well, very good. Um, so what's the best way that uh, people can, I mean, what merchants are already using your services and where do, will people get a better, more seamless experience? And then how can yeah. they get in contact with uh, with you and find out what you have to offer? Yeah. So it's important to note that we are a trade association. And so we support um, companies. Um, we don't sell services directly to members. So our job is to build the standards that enable the large consumer-facing companies like Microsoft, like Facebook, like Bank of America to deliver better services in partnership with our other member companies. Um, And so if you're a merchant, you own a business, or you're uh, running a payments company or a digital publisher, um, that's where we can help you. And you can go to our website, cardlinks.org, and uh, check out conferences that we host around the world where you can come and attend and actually meet all of the other industry leaders. Um, We also have a lot of online content where you can learn about what are the next innovations that are coming into the marketplace that I need to know about. And then the best thing is we actually are a very global international um, association. So we're based here in Silicon Valley, um, just outside of San Francisco. Uh, but we operate our conferences and have members in 13 different countries around the world. So whether it's the U.S., Germany, Switzerland, Japan, South Korea, Hong Kong, any one of those countries, and there are many more you'll check out on our website, um, you can get involved through our conferences, our online content, and our standards committees. Um, and we've been growing really, really rapidly. Um, there's virtually no big technology company, merchant um, or bank uh, in the world that's not uh, either a member or in the process of becoming a member. So it's a really great community. Um, and we're always looking for the best new companies that are coming up with new innovations. 
Oh, very good. Yeah, I figured that you know the the member companies that are part of your organization though would be much more likely to you know roll out this new technology and give a better experience to to customers. That's yeah. why it would be a good idea for people to see which ones they are in anticipation yeah. of them. Absolutely, and you can check that out on our website. We've got a membership listing that talks about all of our member companies. I mentioned some of them, like Facebook and Microsoft, uh, Samsung, Bank of America, Capital One, um, UBS, Hilton, uh, Airbnb, so lots of the big-name companies. But we also have a lot of innovative uh, startup technology companies. And um, really, if you think about the future of uh, artificial intelligence, the future of payments, the future of commerce, um, it really revolves around this idea of open collaboration. Um, these are such large markets, and there's so much innovation going on that even if you're a very large company, you want to find small, smaller, nimbler partners uh, to bring you um, innovation into your platforms. And that's another key thing that we really help companies do is find the right partners for collaboration. It, it used to be that companies really focused on creating walled gardens, closed ecosystems for their products where they controlled everything. Um, and that's no longer the case. One of the key things that we're seeing is people really focus on how can we collaborate? How can we partner with, a, with other companies in a world where ideas are being invented at really an unprecedented pace? And, and so that's a key part of what we do as an association is bring together large companies with uh, smaller, more um, innovative or nimbler companies so that they can partner on the you know next great big thing. Um, and so that's really fun. Part of my job is seeing those uh, combinations and connections happen. Well, that's great. Well, Silvio, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and I appreciate it. And I'm definitely looking forward to some of these innovations coming out. Really? Uh, well, thank you. Really appreciate it. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.